good evening to you all and I would like to introduce you all to the launch of the family capital. The launch of what will be the biggest financial hub of young people globally. And I do not say these things lightly. Good evening. I can see the good evenings coming in. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you all for joining us for this, cap for this family capital launch. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And I just want to get straight into the word today. But when I was speaking a bit earlier, I said this before the choir led us into that second bit of worship and I said, it's stories of faith. And there's a reason why I asked the choir to sing that song and there's various things that I began to say as, as the choir were singing or worshiping, let's say, to God. And I began to say, these are the songs that we sing when we, we remind ourselves of, of, our, of not of our own strength, but there's a higher strength and a higher dimension. And until sometimes situations happen in our lives that reveal to us that our strength is not enough, even though it looks like it will be enough. Until we get certain situations hit us where we fall flat on our face and we will know that, listen, the strength that you had in this body is not enough. Then we, will, we can actually understand certain songs like that. And with that tonight, I begin my own story of faith. And I don't just call it a story, I call it a story of faith. Because faith is what birthed me. And throughout the various happenings of my life, I began to understand faith more and more. And let me tell you the story about this song that wrapped me in your arms. And the very first time when I actually began to understand the words to that song, and I remember it like yesterday. April 2017 my mom passed away and I went to church service that day and the choir was leading worship so powerfully and the song that I remember was Pastor Ashley that sang this song and she began to sing wrap me in your arms and similar to the scriptures we're going to read today I fell flat on my face because in a moment, I realized that what looked like a perfect life would come crashing down in a moment. That what looked like my life that would have it all together. Yes, I might work in the leading global investment bank in the world, but that means nothing when life can be taken in a moment. That no matter how much money I had earned, I realized that no money is not sufficient enough that your life can be taken in a moment, no matter how much money you have in your account. That when doctors and all these people, they were looking and they were saying, this is, this is what's going to happen. I still stood there and I said, no, this can't happen. My mom can't pass away. And I stood there so boldly, but despite me saying, no, there's no way she's going to pass away. I stood there and I lay before the altar and I stood there knowing that she had passed away. And I stood there and I was shaking and, and as I lay before the altar and I heard the words wrap me in your arms, those were the only words that I could resonate with because I could not hold myself together. I couldn't hold myself together and I was crying and I said, God, how can it be that I've been serving you this long, that I've been in church, that I've been trying to call people to your name, but how could it be that a tragedy like this could happen to somebody like me? 
and I lay before the altar and I just didn't know what to say and I just heard the words wrap me in your arms they just keep ringing and ringing in my ear and I said Lord I don't know how I'm going to get by this next second this next moment let alone a day let alone a week let alone a year Lord I don't know how I'm going to make it how can I look people in the face when I don't know what's going to happen to my tomorrow because I thought my tomorrow was guaranteed I thought yes my mom's going to be there at my wedding day I thought yes she's going to be there when I need help she's going to be there when I'm sick and I need her to take care of me I thought that she would be the one to be there but in a moment I saw my life literally come crashing down and in that moment I went before the altar and in that moment every individual has a choice that they have to make that are you going to pick a life of faith are you going to now pick up the journey of faith because we can hear words of faith but until your faith is tested until your faith is tested there is no proof for the word that you are hearing because faith is a substance faith is is a, is a weighty thing it's a substance that no there has to be a visible proof of this faith that you profess that okay you think you've been in church right wonderful you think you've been praying to me right you think you've been sowing wonderful but no there has to be a proof of this word that you're hearing that okay you can say and you can declare that you have faith in the good times you can say you have faith when everything is rosy you can say you have faith when things are going well but when you what you think wouldn't happen happens can you still have faith and at that moment that's what the question that was asked of me and i call it the question of life the question of life that comes to you when you're in your in your moment and you're just there and you're looking and you're just looking to God and it's just you and God and it doesn't matter what how many nice words somebody can say in those moments it doesn't matter any condolences somebody can give you it doesn't matter the people that can surround themselves with you and try and make you feel better it doesn't matter because those things don't make you feel better because you cannot comprehend even how you're feeling so if you can't comprehend the feelings on the inside of you how do you even begin to even tell somebody this is the help i need that no 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 wrong of words you can't speak because you don't have words in your mouth to speak that you thought the words that you thought the were the words that you believed in so much it looks like in a moment those words that that, that they're not real but then the questions of life come asking to for you and those questions of life come asking and asking you but will you have faith and in those moments faith can look like you think with faith that what you want to happen will happen But let me tell you there's one thing that's more superior about what you want to happen and that thing is the call of God. The will of God. What God desires to use a man or woman for. And it's quite funny because the very month that my mom died, the word that was coming from the pulpit was the word of assignment. the word of assignment the purpose for what you create were created for 
And many of us feel like, yeah, your purpose was to do this, to do hair, to work in finance, to, to, to do, be in beauty, to be in all manner of industries. But there is something more superior than industries and that is the call of God. The will of God and what I didn't know that all along through the happenings of my life, God was just calling me. Do you know what he was calling me to? He was calling me to this moment right here. Hmm. Because remember I said there's moments where you don't have the words to speak. You can't open your mouth. You don't know what to say. But then God comes and he puts his words in your mouth. That God is saying, no, I needed your mouth to be mute. I needed you to have nothing to say in order for me to fully put my words in the inside of you. Because I don't need my words mixed with another man's words. I don't need you, my, your will mixed with my will. I don't need your desires mixed with my desires. I don't need what your interests or your ambitions mixed with my ambitions. It cannot be there. So I have to mute you. I have to bring you to that point almost as if you are dead. Almost as if you are dead, as if you have no life on the inside of you. You can't move, you can't talk, you can't walk, you can't eat. That's fine, that's what I need because I need my words to be in your mouth. That the only call, that the only will of God that has to come through in your life has to be the will of God. Take me to Ezekiel 2 verse 2. He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. Yeah. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. Yeah. Read it again for me. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. There's a particular version, I think it's NKJV. And as... God was speaking to Ezekiel. He actually addressed him as son of man. And let me tell you why that's interesting tonight. Because he didn't speak to me him as a spiritual being. He said son of man, man, flesh, that which has weaknesses, that which has faults, that which has impurities. That's what God spoke to him as. So when, this, when God first spoke, he didn't speak to a perfect man. So many of us, when we hear so we have certain calls of our life, we begin to think you've got to be perfect, right? You begin to think you've got to have your life together. Everything has to be. But no, when God actually first started speaking, he spoke to a person of the flesh. Somebody that he knew would probably sin tomorrow. Somebody that he knew would sin the next day. So for anyone I'm speaking to, I know you might be looking at yourself and thinking, I'm not somebody that can be called by God but no let me tell you when God calls you he calls you when you are weak ah, and if you're not weak he's going to bring you to that point of weakness because he speaks to the son of man he doesn't speak he's not speaking to any spiritual being he's speaking to you in your imperfections so you would look at your flaws wonderful you will look at your flaws and say no I'm not good enough to be spoken to by God no way God in his awesomeness God in his might how can he look at somebody like me and use me because that is the very moment when God decides to call you when we were in the clubs doing whatever we were doing when we were in the parties when we were on the streets 
making all kinds manner of misbehavior, when we were dealing with drugs, when we were dealing with all manner of things, when we were just badly behaved, when we thought we were the worst of the worst, we're going to say, you know, that is the person that I call. That is the man I am calling. So do you know, I understand why those things had to happen. Because I thought that my life was together. I didn't really have that much stress. I worked in a very good bank and I still work there. But that's the thing, my life looks too perfect. My life looks too perfect. But God speaks to the imperfect man first. Mm -hmm. So what he's going to do is things have to be, things have to come out of the way because you put, you have pride in your perfections. Let's be honest, if you're a girl and you think you look cute, you're going to walk like you're the, you're, you're the thing, right? Wonderful. If you're a guy and you know, think that you look cute, you're going to walk like you're the thing. You have pride in that perfection. But then God begins to highlight imperfections in your life and you try and hide those imperfections. Do we not do that? If you're a girl and you're doing your makeup, you do your makeup to hide your imperfections. You try and hide your imperfections. You try and hide that you struggle with this, that you struggle, that you have depression or that you struggle with mental health or that you struggle with whatever it is. You try and cover up those things to present to the world a perfect being. But God is saying that's the very thing that prevented me you from hearing the words I was saying to you because I've been speaking. And you know the thing I love about scripture, he said, and he said to me, and he said to me, son of man, stand at your feet and I will speak to you. If you, if you read and then go to verse 2. As he spoke, yep. the spirit came into me yep. and raised me to my feet mm -hmm. and I heard him speaking to me. Yeah. So he said, as he spoke, <laughs> the spirit came into him and then he heard. So there was a period of time that God was speaking. So in our imperfection, when we're doing whatever in the club, when we're doing madnesses, we think God is far from us, don't we? We don't even want to come to the presence of God because we think that, no, that we're too dirty to come to God, right? But God is saying, in that moment, I was still speaking for you. And I was still speaking. And I will keep speaking. And I will keep speaking until one day there is something that clicked. Until one day that the words that he was speaking were kept bubbling and kept hitting and kept bubbling and kept until the spirit finally entered. But do you know what happened? Do you know why God kept speaking? Because there were many things that we had gathered that cluttered the way. There were all these things that cluttered the way. But God did not give up on us. God still kept speaking. God still kept speaking. He said, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're a gang member. I don't care if you think you're the worst person. If you got kicked out of school, I don't care. I'm going to keep speaking to you because you're the one that I called. You're the one that was chosen. I don't care what you think you look like, but you were the one that I chose. It's not about if you think you were chosen or not. I called you before the foundations of this earth. I called you, so I don't care. I'm going to keep speaking. I'm not going to keep speaking until one day your feet are until one day the spirit finally enters you and then you hear the word of God and then you finally hear the word how many times have people told us stop doing this stop doing that God speak to us through many people we didn't hear it we didn't hear those things even me for those of you that know I've been in church since I even tried to do one serious evangelism, then I went to uni, and you know what happens in university? Ah, everything scatters. 
And in those times, you really, you, you really think that, yeah, you're fine, you're good, but that's when God just slaps you with a thing. God slaps you, but all that time, God did not keep speaking. And God is saying to me and he's saying to you and everyone, listen today, that there is a call over your life. And that call is far more superior. So no matter what might have been there by now, no matter how much what you think is misbehavior, God doesn't care about that because the call of God over your life is more superior than those things that look so big in your life today. The call of God is more superior than that. And that's why God's not going to stop at nothing until you come to him. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. So whether you're in your corner, in your bedroom, wherever you're watching in the globe, God is saying he is not going to stop until you respond to this call. Keep on reading for me. He said, yeah. son of man, yeah. I am sending you to the Israelites, hmm. to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. Yeah. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me to this very day. Stop right there. So here again we see he addresses him as the son of man. So even after he, after the spirit enters, even after he heard the word, he still addresses him as son of man. He is saying, okay, don't even still try and hide your imperfections now, you know. Don't try and now hide your imperfections because you then think you have to hide, hide it to go and preach to somebody, right? <laughs> That's fine. You, even when you've believed and God has called somebody, you feel like you still have to look polished to go and preach to somebody, right? But God is saying, no, that's how, I, that's how you need to relate to the people I'm sending you to. The call of God. That's exactly what I need. That's why the imperfections and the faults are so important because God is saying that's exactly what I need because someone needs to look at you and know that, okay, you dealt with sickness in your body. That's fine. Okay, you want to try and hide that now, right? You want to try and look like you're fine. You want to try and look like you're polished. But that's the story of faith. You have to keep speaking because there's somebody out there that might not see it today, but might see it in five years, that might see it in 10 years, who is also struggling with sickness in their body. And when they hear your story of faith when they hear your story about when about you were in the faith and you believed in God but despite everything your mom still died and you left with the questions of life saying God are you real God what is the point of serving you those are not the stories I will hide I will say those stories ever so much boldly because I'm speaking not just to the people around me I'm speaking to somebody that might see this in 10 years and also have lost their mother also have dealt with sickness in their body and is also thinking oh this person looks perfect but I'm saying no I am far from perfect all I decided was to respond to the call of God do you know what that meant despite whether my mom passed or not I will still be serving God preaching the word of God speaking to souls mobilizing helping people despite whether I felt good today I'm still going to be preaching the word speaking to souls mobilizing preaching the word of God despite if I felt bad despite what was in my bank account I'm still going to keep serving the word of God because I know it's a call of God let me tell you something about the call of God the call of God remember how this scripture started Ezekiel was flat on his face God raised him but remember, as soon as he was raised, he said he, said he was raised to his feet. <laughs> you know, it's not good enough for you to be raised to your feet, for you to just stand there. 
He was raised for his, to his feet. Do you know why it was his feet? Because then he began his walk with God. Do you know when he began his walk with God, his true walk with God, when he was sent by God? When he responded to the call? That's where his real walk began. That's where the real walk began. That Then he began walking. And even if you look at the scripture, he says, where he was sent to was a rebellious nation. They have rebelled against me. They have rebelled against God. And so Ezekiel's probably thinking, ah, big God you rebelled against how much more me you're sending but God is saying these are the people I'm sending you to and you think of the miracles happening in your life you think that yeah I'm good like I'm let me just stay in my corner I'm good God you're good like hey you're good but God says no this is where missions begin so I'm gonna go back to my story of faith I'm gonna go back into the scripture but it's something I have to highlight you know when my mom was sick, yeah? I, I said, God, you know all this word we're hearing, yeah? I can't lie, God, you need to... I, do you know what I did? I wrote my testimony that I was going to write down, yeah, when I was going to give the testimony that she was sick from cancer and she was healed. I, it was six pages long. With hand, I wrote it, not typing. Six pages with hand. Can you imagine? As in, I knew it. I saw bank side those times. I said, I, can, I know I'm going to position my body and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to say this testimony. But then it's quite funny. And, like, and I, I said, I tried all manner of healing technique, guys. I thought I was Jesus. They said, yes. You know, he reads certain scripture. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, you went there. Lazarus, he rose up. That's me. I'm going to do it. And I still have to say those things because that's all part of the faith journey. And I, I, I literally, I said, God, I don't care. Doctors were giving worse report, worse report. I went to go and fight this doctor. I said, doctor, you know I go to church, right? You do know that. He was looking at me. I was looking at him. I was look, we were looking at each other. But I just, I, there was something in me that just said, no, my, this, my story can't end like how so even when they um you don't even when all these things were happening and i didn't have no strength of my own that's why i sing songs like wrap me in your arms i there was something in me that was still pushing me to do the things of god i was in church and you know the reason why i was there because i said you know if i go to church long enough i'm gonna get a healing power yeah i'm gonna just just lay hands like that and everything's going to be fine. And I believed it, truly, like honestly. One time I went to hospital, yeah, and I carried in this Bible, yeah. Let me show you this Bible. I carried this Bible like this. I was, my, I, my mom was in a coma at the time. I was marching down that wood with this Bible high like this. I said, and the word of God said, and the word of God, people look at me like I'm mad. I said, don't worry, this word. And I say those stories because I told you, and then when everything happened, I, an assignment was, the word of assignment was going on at that time. Certain things have to die in your life for assignment to be birthed. And I repeat that again. Certain things have to die in your life for assignment to be birthed. 
because what I learned when I felt like I lost everything and what I learned when I felt like I was flat on my face was I learned that sometimes with faith, faith does not answer the way you want it to answer you. But remember, I said it, there's something more superior than your will. It's God's will. And if certain things have to be missing in order for God's will to be present and be prominent in your life, then it has to be that way. And that's something I have to, had to accept that, listen, this, might just, this is just not part of your journey. Because if it was meant to be a part of your journey, your mom would be here. So when sickness tries to come over me, when sickness tries to come over my own body, you know those thoughts come back. And those thoughts come back like, did your faith not fail you the first time? So why should you try faith again? And I know many of us have those same questions that you felt like in a moment God didn't come through for you, right? That's what you felt. How many of us have felt sometimes that God hasn't come through for you, right? Right. So then when you're presented with another challenge and it's like you have to activate faith, you're questioning yourself thinking, but God, I didn't see you come through the first time. But that's the problem because you thought your definition of coming, of coming through was according to your will. But it's not about God's, your will, it's about God's will. It's not about your thought, it's about God's thought. It's not about your plan, it's about God's plan. Superior to what we know it as. So when sickness tries to hit my body, I'm left with the question thinking, should I really try faith again? And those questions I know are on the hearts of many watching tonight. And you might feel like you've gone through so much, God didn't show up. But let me speak to you. God showed up just not in the way you thought he would. Because if I'm here speaking today and I'm speaking to you about my testimony, I would not have had a testimony to be able to speak to you about if it looked like God didn't show up. Do you understand what I'm saying? I wouldn't have anything to tell you because my life would have looked perfect, but I'm not speaking to perfect people. I'm speaking to imperfect people. So imperfection has to be prominent, that my life has to look like a mess because I'm speaking to broken people. But I'm speaking to you boldly that if I can say that throughout everything, when it looked like God failed me, no, I still have to hold on to faith. When it looks like God didn't come through, I still still hold on to faith. When it looks like things didn't go my way, I have to hold on to faith and God just tell things happen happen in your life sickness might overcome your body to just ask you the same question again and God is going to keep asking you the same questions of life do you still have faith do you still believe in the call of God that I raised you but in order for someone to be raised they have to first be dead There is no raising if someone is first not dead. 
There is no raising. I don't want to be raised by, my, by myself or by my friends or people that look like they have money. I don't want to be raised by people that look like things that they are not. I don't want to be raised by men, men that are mortal, that are going to die over time. Let me tell you what I want to be raised by. I want to be raised by the power of God. The power of God that brings eternal life. The power of God that raised people from the dead. The power of God that transforms lives. The power of God that can take somebody like me, a girl from Brixton, a girl from Angeltown Estate that lived in the worst, one of the worst estates in London. How do you take somebody like that, somebody like that whose mom passed away, somebody like that whose, whose life looked like it was broken, somebody like that who was battered with sickness, somebody like that who looked like they had no hope, somebody like that who looked like they had nobody around them. How did the same power that was able to take someone like that to turn them into somebody that is sitting here today to speak to you all? boldly with the power of God not because I am perfect but because of my imperfections because of the times that I fell to my face because it's the power of God that raised me but before first before I was raised I had to fall to my face so it's the times where I fell to my face those are the times that raised me it's the times where I had no strength those are the times that raised me if I'm speaking today, it's not about eloquence. It's not about that. It's the power of God that raised me. Despite me being not able to speak or speak, it's not about that. There's something more superior about being able to speak, about having quality. That's the call of God. And everything that happened in my life was calling me to this moment to be able to lead the family capital, to be able to lead a set of young people, bold, fearless, unrelenting, People that despite what happened in their life, they are able to still hold on to faith. People that despite, whether they have sickness, whether they have pain, whether it's depression they're going through, whether it's mental health, whatever they are struggling with, whether it's loss, that they're able to stand and give hope to just one person. And if God called somebody like me, and I said it, I don't speak to you as a spiritual being somewhere in the sky. I speak to you exactly how, how God spoke to Ezekiel in this scripture. Son of man. Built with flaws. And if I'm sitting here today, and it's my birthday today, but... People ask me, why would you spend a day that you should be celebrating? Why would you spend it here doing church, preaching the word of God? Do you know why I do those things? Because there's something more superior than your own desires, like I've said, right? That's the call of God. The call of God is the reason why I was raised to my feet. The call of God is the reason why I was raised to my, from my sick bed. I wasn't raised from my sickbed to go and celebrate somewhere. I was raised from my sickbed to respond to the call of God, to be sent to somebody that is watching me today, to be sent to a young boy, a young girl that feels like they're inadequate. No, I was raised, you know the reason, I was raised from my sickbed for you watching me today. And you might not know me. You might be watching and you've never met me before. You might be watching and you've never heard me speak. You might be watching, you don't know anything about my story. But let me tell you, I was raised from my sickbed for you. For you. 
that as I speak, the same power of God that was able to raise me is with you wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, that that same power can raise you right now. Do not think that because of the situations where it looked like God failed you before, do not look at those situations and feel like you cannot be raised. No. Remember, God speaks to us despite what it looks like. So God is saying it for those of you watching me today. The moment you accept it, that power is there readily available. The power of God, the same power, the healing power that raised me from my feet. That I'm able to sit here preaching to you today. That same power is available for you. That same power, that same power that allows you to push through the crowd. Despite what has happened before. Despite what your peers might say. Despite everything around you. That same power is made available to you today. Day. and I'm saying it not just because I'm just speaking no I'm saying it because I know the power that raised me from my bed when you're in your bed and you can't move when you've been trapped and seized by something for more than a year and you cannot move day in day out when you're in your bed you can't move you can't walk you can't talk you can't see and if I can get up from my bed not because I woke, woke up but because the Spirit of God entered me and said Abba you have to rise up because there's a family capital that you have to launch because there's a family capital that you have to leave the use of the Spirit of God came upon me the Spirit of God entered my body ah, and raised me to my feet because I was sent to you watching said to a boy said to a girl whether you're in Kensington whether you're in Brixton whether you're in Croydon the Spirit of God raised me for your sake And if the same Spirit of God raised me for your sake, then that same Spirit is available to raise you for the sake of another. I am no different from whoever is watching today. The only difference is when cool came calling, I responded to cool. And that call is the same call calling you today. That same call is the same call calling you today. And God is saying, I want to use you. I want to use you. It says he was sent to a rebellious nation. He doesn't just want to send you to just someone, uh, one person, two people. He wants to send you to nations. Nations that you've been to on holiday before, but God is saying it's not holiday you're going to, or it's not holiday. I've sent you to save those people. It's you that He has sent. It's you He has sent. He has called you. And sometimes when the call comes, like I said, I know it can seem like, God, why me? I can speak to you today and I can say, okay, why would it be me leading the church? But it's not about why me. It's not about why me. Just understand that God chose you. You were shaped this way. Do not worry about what you, what you can't do. Just worry about the call. Don't worry about how you will save your friend. Just respond to the call. Don't worry about how you will get the resources to do whatever you need to do. Just respond to the call. Even as you're listening to me, 
You might think you're the worst of the worst. No. Ignore that. Respond to the call. Everything, your circumstances you were, you were raised up in. The life, the happenings of life that you've been through was all to shape you for this call. Was all to shape you for this call. And I say that not because of anything, but I've shared my story of faith. And my story of faith was just for this moment. And what's this moment? Responding to the call. So that's why I speak to whoever's watching today. I'm saying respond to the call. This family is here for you. We're not a family of perfect people. We're a family of people that decided to respond to the call. We're a family of people that decided to respond to this call. Just respond. Because let me tell you something. You're, what you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to keep running away from the call. But the call keeps calling because God is not going to stop. Because he wants you. And he wants to be used by you. He wants to be used by you. So if you're watching me tonight, wherever you are, forget your, what it looks like mistakes you've made in the past. The call is more superior. Forget everything before now because the moment you decide to acknowledge the call, nothing else matters. Wherever you are in your homes right now, if you just hearken into the power of God that is available, let me tell you something, the call is ready to meet you where you are. And wherever you are, I know some of you can hear God speaking to you. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. And God is saying, come to me. Come to me. You're worried. Come to me. You're looking at yourself. God is saying, come to me. Come to me. I will give you rest. Come to me. The call is waiting for you. The call of God the choice to help people the choice to put your feelings aside and just look to help one person the, the choice that despite where you're coming from no you're bigger than that because you are called by God you're called by God you're called by God